Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 107 of the Line of Vienna Suite podcast, the world's greatest Bolton Wanderers podcast. Now, surprisingly enough, lads, we've still got a team to support as of today, today being Wednesday, today being D-Day in court. Uh, and as such, I'm joined by official Line of Vienna court journalists and correspondents, Will Jones and Ian Firth. Uh, Will, firstly, welcome to the show, mate. You OK? Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Much better for having, having got a club still. <laughs> Excellent. It certainly has been a day of uh, of interesting developments. And Ian, welcome back to the show. I think it's been a it's been a good while since you you grace us with your presence. It's always good to have you on, mate. You okay? Yeah, thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, always always enjoy coming on when I, when I um, obviously get the opportunity. And it's been a good day as well as uh, as Will's just said. It certainly has. So just to, just for a bit of background, then for anyone that's been living under a rock for the last few weeks. Wanderers have obviously found themselves in in deep, deep financial doo-doo uh, for a variety of reasons, you know, down to one man, down to two men, down to whatever you want to you want to think it be the, the, the sort of duty and the responsibility to get Bolton in this situation. So without any further ado, I'm going to ask Ian just to sort of paint us a bit of a picture, if you don't mind, just of, of the sort of events that brought us to today. And then we'll come on to talk to Will in a minute or two just about what today uh, entailed. Uh, and what we think the future might hold. So, Ian, if you don't mind just doing that for us for a couple of minutes, it'd certainly be interesting to hear your take on uh, how we managed to get in this mess in the first place. Yeah, sure, mate. I mean, um, over the uh, the last six months, obviously, since we had our last uh, brush with, with admin, what was it, early September, wasn't it? Um, yeah. The... Um, Ken's been, uh, obviously, trying to keep the, uh, the club running. Um we, after we'd um, got the the Davis uh, payoff in, in in September to pay off Blue Marble, should I say, um, we kicked off the season. Everybody was optimistic, uh, and all the financial stuff seemed to to go away until around about Christmas time, wasn't it? I think it was literally just before yeah. Christmas. Um, when we, obviously we had the the issue with um, players and staff not getting paid, um, and I think if, if memory serves correct. Um, that was when uh, HMRC uh, first raised the, the head uh, with with a winder. Um, we moved into January uh, because uh, one of the EFL instalments, payment instalments, I think it's one of the bigger ones actually, was um, came about in January as well. Um, Ken managed to pay off uh, a number of the, the debts, um, one of which, as I just mentioned, was HMRC. Um, so once again, we we, we thought um, every, everything had been been sorted out At about that time as well. If you if you remember, um, uh, this is when the the Bazran uh, consortium uh, with with Parminder Bazran and Sharon Britton uh, leading it uh, came really sort of came to came to the fore, if if, if you will. Um, and since then, really, we we've had what was it early. Two months, two two and a half months. Yeah, of, give or take. That, yeah, of, of of that deal sort of uh, being on. You know, they, they they've walked away. They they come back again. They've they've done um, a, a due uh, diligence, um, a bit of work to to take over the club. We thought um, pretty much we thought we were there. Um, and then obviously um, for, for whatever reason, um, I assume for whatever they found in, in due diligence. Due diligence um, they walked uh, away a couple of weeks ago, um, and in parallel to that, of course, we, we've had um, more chaos. As I can't think of any other way to describe it, um, of um, uh, the club not being able to afford um, 
the you know the the running costs as um, as mm. payments became due you know became due to be paid. Uh, so we had the other HMRC uh, winder raised uh, last month. Um, I believe there's one still going on on the hotel as well, which which came about about a month later. Um, so so we've had uh, what I'm trying to say is we've had two parallel um, streams really. One of of Ken obviously trying to sell the club, which we're told is is, is a 1.2 million. I think, I think that's. Um, and it was the case of who, who was first past the post. Um, Quite obviously, as, as, as everybody knows, um, in the, the last week or so, um, uh, Palminder Bazran and, the, and his consortium, consortium team walked away. So it was sort of left with, with Ken, a, a, to pay the, the players' wages, which were well, uh, some two weeks late by that point, yeah. and um, come up with a solution for, for an imminent uh, winding-up notice, which, which was obviously held today. So, so that was the run-up. Um, I, I suppose from yesterday's point of view, we, we we looked at you know what options were available to him. Obviously, the the, the main one that, that we thought anyway was that um, he, he could get um, uh, Bazran back to the table and and agree a deal. Um, I think that was probably our, our most um, hopeful solution. That mm-hmm. you know that that could be done. Uh, and before we started today, uh, it's just a case of yes, we, we've agreed that you know Ken and uh, uh, Palmendra have agreed to deal. Happy days. We we've you know it's it's down the pub as, as I said in my article, and and it's jobs jobs are good. And um, the, the second option was was the one that, as it turned out to um, to be the actual case, was that um, he'd found somebody else. Um, and was going through the the sale um, process with them, um, in which case he would obviously turn up to court, present mm-hmm. his strategy, and, and and say, you know, we're, we're in the middle of trying to sort out a deal. I, I need some more time um, to, to complete that, so that we can pay all the all the creditors the money as as part of that process. Obviously, um, uh, the, the other options were were obviously administration, which. From, from what I understand, is, is is becoming less and less likely, simply because the secure creditors, one of them, fully enough, is Ken Anderson, um, don't want to go down that road um, for, for for a number of reasons. And the, and the final option, which was really, I suppose, the, um, the 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 most unlikeliest, really, at this stage, um, was that they didn't put up any defence. Uh, HMRC got their petition um, approved, uh, and, and we got liquidated um, as, uh, on all the scariness that, that goes with that. Yeah, okay, brilliant. So that's a fair old summary of, of what's been going on. As you can tell, everyone listening, it's, it's been busy. Certainly has been busy, and uh, we do certainly do appreciate your, your candid uh, approach to explaining things. Now, Will, to come on to you, obviously, as uh, as a, a professional media person now, I should think, by the time <laughs> all your your commitments have, 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 have been fulfilled. How, how have you viewed all this situation? Obviously, it's it's very, very straightforward to, to look at Ken Anderson with a pair of red horns on, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> a, a tail and a pitchfork, and expect that he's entirely to blame for the entire situation. Do you think there's anything in it where he can be, it can be his, his reputation, I guess, could be viewed as being anything other than, than damaged eternally now? I think everyone still has the same opinion of, of Ken to an extent, you know, and I, if anything, it, it's just got worse. Um, that, you know, that 
what's gone on today is obviously my first experience of that and, and, and witnessing such, such a you know an event um, and obviously mm. Ken not being present at that and not not you know facing the music is something which I was surprised by um, at the same time not exa- exactly you know expecting him to be there but mm-hmm. I, I was just curious as to as to how we was how we was allowed to, to do that but um, yeah it, it, it's just something where I feel like the the, the general consensus and opinion of, of Ken hasn't changed so much. Uh, I still think people, you know, don't look particularly fondly on him, and that you know they're still mm. as ever pushing to, to get a deal over the line. And you know, I'm sure come this time in two weeks, if it hasn't, then um, you know the, the people of Bolton will, sh- will surely be turning on him once again. So yeah, it's interesting you said that. And so, so the deadline that was imposed to, today as a result of Ken coming up with this uh, this last minute saviour was was the April third deadline. So, well, perhaps if you could just talk us through your. Your day, I guess. You know, yeah, arriving course, at court, yeah. listening, listening to one horn. As a as a layman who, who simply was at work, today, just listening to all this mess carrying on. I was it fascinated to to read it all. So perhaps you could just give the listeners a rundown as to how your day went from when you arrived at the court. Yeah, of course, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely the best person to come to in terms of layman, so because you know anything else would go over my head as well. So uh, yeah, met Ian outside at about eleven o'clock, um, and, and that was at Rolls House or Rolls Court. I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, we, we ended up just going in, sitting about in, in the lobby for about 20 minutes, something like that. Um, a, a, a sort of a, a, a relatively uh, mediocre crowd gathered, shall we say. A couple of officials, I believe, from the club and, and journalists and what have you. Uh, and then obviously with, with about five minutes to, to go before half past 11, we made our way in uh, to what was effectively like an office room. It, it was about mm. 100 people packed into there with, 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 a court, with, a, with a judge at the front and, and obviously the barristers all in front of him. And, and, and all the ones, all, all the business owners just sort of cowered at the back. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, one by one, the judge went through them. You know, some lasted a lot longer than others. You know, some were dismissed within 10 seconds if nobody was present. Others right. were just adjourned, like, almost, you know, as soon as they started to, to, to call it out. Uh, and then yeah, I, which is what we've it, been through before, isn't it? The immediate yes, adjournment course, yeah. with the with the, res, the the result being that they expect to find some sort of progress being made. So, so how was that relayed to the court? I mean, I tell you, actually, no, take it back a step. Who was actually there? Then did you recognise anybody from from the club or anyone working on behalf of yes, the club? Or, so or team? there was Paul Aldridge there, obviously, who, who's Ken's right right hand man, uh, and obviously our legal representative, Hilary Delprof. Really That's the yeah. one, yeah, and uh, yeah. So, so she was there on behalf of that, and she was obviously looking well prepared for for, for the day ahead. Uh, obviously, she knew what she was facing. I, I believe she she sort of fought for us um, three years ago, so she, she obviously knew what she was doing. Uh, obviously, made our way in, way in sort of all together, uh, which is quite a camaraderie feeling. And then uh, just sort of awaited our turn, and 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 like every other, you know, Bolton Wanderers type thing to happen ever. Obviously, our, our case seemed to last the longest out of any of them, um, which was slightly worrying, given that up until that point, not one company had been wound up. I think I'm right in saying. So it was almost typical that right. we, were, we were about to be the first ones. I, I mean, the the creditors who were present were Macron properties next to the training ground, um, and they are both obviously uh, people that are owed money. Uh, I think Macron owed just shy of three hundred thousand uh, pounds, whilst the others were about mm. eighteen thousand, something like that. So um, yeah, they, they were obviously both you know huge examples of, of, of the money owed and and what have you. So obviously the judge picked up on that, um, noted that obviously it had been in the in the news and so on, and 
showed a little sympathy to that, sort of dismissing that and saying, you know, payment should have been paid regardless. And then uh, obviously got on with, with with allowing Hillary to to form her defence, which was which was backed up by a witness statement. Um, she she read that out well, um, and 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 obviously you know disclosed that there was a buyer interested who was uh, who was willing to to pay off uh, any mm. any debts in in layman's terms. Um, so the identity the identity of that is is unclear at this minute in time. Am I right? Yes, saying, it is. But... So. I think what happened was that the judge was allowed to uh, be disclosed with, 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 the, with that information, uh, but it okay. wasn't revealed to the rest of the courtroom. Right, um, okay. um, there was speculation, I think, before and both afterwards about who, who that you know buyer might be. Um, but again, you know, we've not got a, a name set in stone, and, and I believe as of tonight, no. that, that's not changed either. But um, yeah, that, that, I think that came as a surprise, really, and consider, especially considering that you know we, we were given this two-week adjournment. I think the uh, the judge was quite happy to do so based on the fact that it was the first hearing on the matter, um, mm. and he, he, you know he seemed quite accepting of, of, of Hillary's request. So once again, you know she's done us a massive favour there, and, and you know I think we can take our hearts off to her and, and, and thank her for for still having a club at this point. Definitely. Ian, anything to add to Will's summary of the events there? It seems fairly comprehensive to me, but I'd, I'd be interested to know if you could add any detail in there, perhaps. I know, so obviously you went there the previous time, didn't you? you? You're obviously a regular at these sort of public funerals. <laughs> yeah, as somebody said before, sick, I think I've got man. my own entrance now. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot like Will says. I mean, it's, it's, it's all very um, uh, clinical, really. You know, it's... Uh, I mean, for anybody who's not been in in one of those situations before, you, you've, uh, as I did, you, you, you got your perceptions of um, what it's going to be like, and, it, and it's completely different to, to anything mm. that you, you know you think of. You know, we, we all watch court scenes on on, on the TV, but it, it's absolutely nothing like that. It, it, it is pretty much an, um, an ad. Um, well, how would I put it? Well, it's a, an administrative exercise, basically. Really, you know, a lot of the stuff's done beforehand, and, and it's put yeah. before a judge to make to make an instant um, decision. Really, I mean, today you had what 155 cases to do in 90 minutes, just a bit over 90 minutes. You know, coming up to two hours, so that's a lot of stuff to get through. Um, and, it, and it is, it's very much a bit like being back at school as well in pretty many ways. You've got the, you know, the judge up there sat on his dais at the front and um, below him are all the barristers looking at him. They all have to bow bow to him when they um, both enter and leave the room. And then you've got, I don't know, the, the common folk, I suppose, all the rest of us. Sort of scattered <laughs> the plebs on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they just give us scowling looks when somebody forgets to turn the phone off or, or something like that. Um, but in, in some ways, it, it, it makes it really intimidating as well. Um, because, I mean, you go in there, I mean, and as Will said, you know, there's literally about 30 solicitors and they've all got the wigs on and, and the cloaks and, and stuff like that. And you stood right next to them and, and you know, it sort of dawns on you that, it's not a joke, is it? When it gets yeah, no, I mean, let's not take. It, it's not. No, I mean, you know, we, we as as football fans, you know, we're going in in there and we're thinking about, you know, well, we want we don't want an adjournment because of the twelve point deduction for next season, and yeah. you know, we want a sale and we want that person who's buying to have lots of money and, and sort it all out. Um, but but in fairness, it, it's 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 very easy to forget that there's you know people that have got jobs. Who, who are you know of the, the the whole sort of future? I suppose is is relying on a decision 
that um, is, is going to be made in a couple of minutes. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. as, it's as quick as that. I mean, as, as Will said, it, it was dragged out a bit for Bolt and Wanderers, but even so, I, I would doubt we were discussed more than three minutes maximum, really. Um, so I mean, um, the other thing as well, really, that, um, that, that what makes it so difficult um, is that when you're in there, there's, a, there's lots of people coming in and out the door, so you've got a lot of distractions, a lot of noise. The, there's a bit of a game going on, so the, um, the judge and um, the petitioner, which in our case was HMRC, they're all very loud and, and clear, but the defending judge, for, for a number of reasons, uh, tends to be very quiet, because quite obviously they want to um, have as little information as possible being yeah, uh, given sure. out to the general public. So you, you tend to find, I mean, Hillary's really good at it, actually. She, she tends to... Um, it's, it's clear in one direction, but it's a voice obviously gets to the judge, but um, it's not something that resonates around the room. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all part of the game, really. Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's one thing I did find out today, though, um, which oh, yeah. I can just, I'll just add now if, if that's okay. Um, oh. One thing that when we went in there was that we thought that um, whoever was buying the club um, that that had to be announced in, in, in the session, you know, as, as a legal requirement. There was this new. You mean to, to the public? To the public, you mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that wasn't the case. Sort of which um, sort of threw us. Um, you know, it sort of um, we, it was an unexpected thing to happen, basically. But just, um, chatting to a couple of people afterwards um, about about these scenarios, and what they say is is that apparently in a courtroom. Uh, one thing that's drilled into all the barristers and, and, and likewise, you know, into the uh, whoever they're defending is that you only ever answer the questions. You only give the information to whatever the judge is yeah. asking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so unless the judge says, who is it that's uh, buying this club, they, they, they don't have to say it. And, and yeah, the other that, thing... That's fine, isn't it? They don't volunteer that sort of information unless it's, requ- unless it's specifically requested then, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're um, perhaps got a little led astray last time uh, was mm-hmm. that if HMRC know who, who the person is that, that's, that's buying the club um, and they, they under, have some understanding of, you know, where that process is and, and what kind of um, finance is involved, they, they do seem to take... Um, uh, delight's the wrong word. It's not delight, obviously, but they 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 won't be shy in giving that information out as they're discussing it to the judge, which is what yeah. happened three okay. years ago, and and that's how I got the information that that, that I got. But this time around, um, the lady who was representing the HMRC did not know a single thing about the sale. It, 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 was, it was as much news to her as as it was to me and Will in that courtroom. So she obviously couldn't ask the questions. So I think that's why we, the information that we gleaned out of it was was, was very stifled. Um, but but yeah yeah I mean it's it's, it's very it, it is very stressful. It's it's surprisingly stressful really. I mean the other thing as as well that I find I, I don't know um, about you Will is is that mm. you you don't want to be giving any any duff information out as well. No, but you know I, I'm not a journalist. I can't write shorthand. So you, you're taking notes down and trying to listen, and it's all a condensed period. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, it's, it's it's really a difficult thing to do, really. To be quite honest, I completely honest. agree with that. I was just going to say, yeah. cause obviously, they, Very they, interesting. Were going, they were going so quickly with the previous ones. I was expecting ours to be no longer, really. So we're, we're sort of lucky that it was actually. Um, you know, obviously, I I was just ready with, at the hand, at the helm of the uh, of the line of Vienna Twitter, and I was literally just getting out everything that I could possibly get out at a time. 
um, just, just shorthand really and uh, just, just hoping for the best because you know obviously they, they weren't giving out a great deal and you know we're not saying that HMRC didn't do the job properly or anything like that it was just that obviously in, th- there is a game being played and you know it, if, if, they can, if they can be coy on things then they will be um, and, and I said to a couple of people since that I think that if if there had been a liquidation uh, that I think it probably wouldn't have hit me until we'd left the courtroom because I was that engulfed in, uh, in, in all the social media goings on that I, I was just so set on doing that and then I think it probably would have hit me afterwards and I would have gone, oh shit, we've got no club. <laughs> it all just seems to be very formal and that I don't think anyone would have batted so, an at, at it in that courtroom really. So uh, on, that base, on that basis, uh, watching on from the from the stand, so to speak, um, mm. it was early doors in proceedings, Ian, was it, that... Um, that it was made clear that today we wouldn't be looking at the death of the club, which we all feared so much. That's a very good question, actually, Chris. Um, as, as Will just says, you, you just get this sort of barrage of information. Um, mm. I, think, I think it started off, obviously, that um, the, the judge uh, before... So, so what happens is, is before the, um, the session starts is that the, the judge gets the papers for, for you know, obviously all, all these cases. So, and, and, and so from the the, uh, the Bolton point of view, he he would have seen some strategy paper from from the club saying you know what it was they intended to do and why they were asking for an adjournment. Now the detail in that is is anybody's guess. You know, it, it could be comprehensive. It may not be comprehensive at all. I, I truly don't know. Um, but but he he was aware of that. Um, the person who was uh, raised a petition on behalf of HMRC. Uh, all, all I can, for, for anybody who's not seen that, um, if, you, if you imagine a room, like we were saying before, of, of 20, 30 barristers, there, there's only one of them is representing HMRC. Okay. Got, out, of okay. Those, out of those 150-odd cases, I would, I would guess there's roughly about 25% of them are against the HMRC. So, and, and she has to deal with all of them. So she's got this big box next to her, um, you know, a filing box. You know, it is literally a filing box with all the files in for for all the different uh, cases that she's um, presenting. Um, but she, she, because it, um, it, I mean, I, I think it's well, I, I don't know, but I would imagine it's all part of the game. You know, so if, if the club made their strategy at the very last minute, they they know for a fact that the HMRC, she's going to be overwhelmed. She's not going to have visibility of what it is they're saying. Um, uh, almost they like know. a surprise you see in the court programs on telly, the surprise witness that nobody knew about until the day of the trial <laughs> to throw everybody that, off the yeah, scent. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a da-da, yeah, sort of um, sort of scenario. So she she's really only got to go on um, what the judge is telling her. I mean, she, she's right, quite okay. literally she's in the same boat as, as as everybody else in the room, bar obviously the people that represent in Bolton. Um, and, and the judge, you know, I've, I've seen it a number of times now. At the end of the day, um, they're, they're not robots. They do understand with, with a lot of these businesses that, you know, it's people's livelihoods at stake. Yeah. With something like Bolton Wanderers, because of the community aspect of it, and in fact, I think he even mentioned that um, in, in his, his deliberation, um, they're, they're going to veer on, on the side of caution for, for, for whatever business it is. Um, and I'm sure that that was part of the strategy that you know that Hillary put together is if we put it in the last minute, the judge is likely to come on our side because of a number of factors, and it will give us some breathing space, you know, obviously to to get the sale uh, pushed through. And, and that's a job, to be fair to the lady, yeah. you know, she's yeah, sure. she 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 knows what she's doing, yeah. 
Sure. So, Will, um, again, what, what do you think this means next then? Where do you think we go from here? I mean, obviously, we've got a, a deadline in mind of the 3rd of April for the deal to go through. We've also yes. got a deadline of a week tomorrow, week Thursday, so 28th for uh, administration, should that uh, avenue be explored, which it may or may not do at this stage. So, what, what, what are your thoughts about the next step then in terms of uh, what this means for Wanderers? And Ian, I'll ask the same question to you in a couple of minutes. I mean, obviously, we're hoping that between now and then um, there'll be some sort of a sale agreed uh, in principle, if not completely, you know, and, that, and then the, the whole thing can be, can be dismissed. Um, but, you know, should the worst come to the worst, then, you know, perhaps we, we do then need to prepare for liquidation because, you know, I think it's something that, you know, HMRC obviously don't take lightly. It's something that you don't mess mm-hmm. with them on, on, on that front. I think whichever way there needs to be a plan, um, I think obviously these next couple of days, it, it, it's just a bit of breathing space. It's a sigh of relief for everyone. And then um, towards the end of the week, start of next week, you know, we, we need to then start looking again at, uh, okay, you know, what's going to happen? Are we going to get a deal done? If not, what's the plan? Um, because otherwise we, it could end up in, in, in a lot more mess than, than we already are. Sure. Ian, would you agree with that? I mean, fundamentally, it seems fair enough, doesn't it? You've got you've got this final deadline, but the only would give that, I would presume, that given the, the whispering in the ear about the buyer being on the scene would, would have prompted that. They wouldn't, be, they wouldn't just do this for, for a win. Oh, oh, absolutely not. Let, you know, let, let, let's not uh, beat about the bush. If um, they didn't have this guy, um, sorry, the, the guy, that, should I say, the, the bidder um, appearing on the scene, then I think things would have looked very bleak um, yeah. for, for the club. Um, you know, we, it, the, the previous bid has left the scene. You know, uh, HMLC have got bills of over a million to, um, that, that they'd need pay in. We've had issues with uh, staff wages. It, it, it all adds up to a club that's insolvent, basically. So I think um, I, I would have been surprised if, if we'd survived today, if, if we hadn't it for the fact that this bid is on the scene. Mm. Um, there was a couple of things that were quite interesting, actually, that oh, yeah. came through, through about it. From, from what I vaguely remember going back three years ago uh, when we were in a similar sort of situation, I, I thought that, that Dean Holdsworth, because he was heading it at the time, was given a, a month, you know, a month's leeway, basically, to go away. And, and, and sort out a sale, um, but but this time around it, it was only a fourteen day adjournment. And okay. then one of the things that I asked about this afterwards was it was because of an, an imminent sale. Now that so, you know to uh, Joe Public, which i.e. me, that 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 doesn't really mean anything. What do what does imminent mean? But once again, I, I asked about that, and that that really does it is the true meaning of the word. As in the next day or two, the, there is going to be a sale of the club. That, that that's what the word you know an imminent yeah. sale means. And I so, guess so, they would have had to have evidence would have had to have evidenced that in some way to satisfy the judge. Then otherwise, it did, they're just going to look upon it as another another game, aren't they? Another another ploy to to save time. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it could be taken either way. To be honest with you, Chris. You know, once again, okay. um, you know, maybe he's he's giving them the benefit of the doubt, or maybe he's got factual evidence in front of him that that yes. is absolutely the case. Um, I, I, I truly don't know. Um, but essentially, they, they were given uh, 14 days to um, to uh, it was it was, it was a transfer of shares, wasn't it? I'm trying, yeah. trying to think of the, the wordage that, that that they used. Um, but essentially, there was a statement made saying, you know, the the buyer intends to capitalise um, uh, the, the 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 debt that's in the club. So essentially, he's going to pay off the debt in full. So. That, that's not the debt to HMRC. Oh, sorry. That's not just the debt to HMRC and and the other five um, petitioners who who uh, joined the HMRC mm-hmm. 
um, you know, petition, shall I say, that, that is to pay off all the debts that's, that are currently outstanding in, in the club. It, that, you know, that is a major thing. Um, for, uh, what, what am I trying to say? That, that is a, a major um, process to, to go through, is yeah. uh, to, to essentially pay off the debt for the club, however, however he's going to go about that, and do it within two weeks. Um, you know, that, that's really going some. But from what I understand, that's what... Um, Hillary was asking for, you know, she asked essentially, I need two weeks for, for to get push this sale through. In in summary, that's what she was saying. And so I'm hope- based upon factuality then, because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you know, we'd be in the same boat again, won't we? And, and nothing will have been achieved. But let's hope, fingers crossed, that it's uh, it is based upon some sort of fact, and and that something like that comes to light in the next four, next few days. What's your gut feeling, Ian, before we come and ask Will the same question? Do you think do you think next next few days we might see something positive, or is it? Is it pie the sky to, to I, think? I, tr- I, I, I don't know, Chris. You know, I mean, with, with, with Ken Anderson, it, it's just... Uh, I'm not trying to be critical here. I'm just saying you, you are genuinely surprised by the turn of events when, when mm. something's happening. You expect something to, to go a particular way, and then all of a sudden something else uh, just, cro- just crops up, whatever it may be. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even like to guess. I... I I would be hoping that in the next couple of days we, we find out who the buyer is um, and we, we should be seeing some real progress towards a sale. Mm, um, I mean, that's, just what, going that's what we all want. Yeah. Um, yeah. As to how it's going to turn out, I think uh, Will covered it off quite nicely earlier on, actually. You know, in two weeks' time, I, I don't think we've got many options. It is going to be quite literally, um, it's just going to be an admin exercise where they turn up a sale's been agreed, and they and they just um, uh, cancel a petition or whatever the phraseology is, is used, or you know we're, we're looking at um, the, the worst scenario. Really, uh, I, I don't okay. think administration is, is is an option anymore. Um, from what I can go, no, it's, it seems like we've dodged that particular bullet. Will, same question to you. Then, what's your gut feeling as to how things will, will go? I know it's uh, it will be a bit of a guess, but yeah. give us your best efforts. I'd be curious to know what you think based upon what you've seen today mm. and the. The atmosphere, the attitude of those present, etc. I mean, today, openly, I've been quite sceptical about the whole thing, just based on the fact that we don't know the names and, uh, or the details of this potential buyer. Um, obviously, mm. we, we don't know what the judge had in front of him, like Ian said. Um, only he knows that. And, and you know, it, it, as frustrating as it is, you know, we can't expect it, we can't expect that to be leaks or anything like that. So it's just we've just got to let it take its natural natural cause and then, um, and then just sort of see what happens. But... You know, if, if the worst comes to the worst, then I'm hoping again that you know the, there will be a plan in place and that hopefully we'll have Hillary, on, you know, on the front line to to help us sort things out because yeah. you know she was brilliant today and um, by the sounds of what what the judge was saying, you know, it, it's it's a sort of or else scenario, you know, if things aren't sorted by by the third of April. So I'm right. just really hoping well, that, that either way, that, you know, it, it can be it could be organised properly. It sounds like uh, it sounds like the end game's been been approached one way or the other, which I think we all uh, we all want to happen. Maybe even Ken himself to get out of this mess that we've, we've found ourselves in. It certainly has been a, an up and down few years. Ian, I mean, I know you've been uh, you've been you know interested in that side of things from from the start. Are you just looking forward to hopefully a, a period of stability for Wanderers where we can we can sit back and enjoy the football? I mean, obviously that at the minute is is less than enjoyable, but that I think is with the off-field shenanigans in the back of everybody's mind. Right, I think so. Yeah, I think let's let's be honest. You know, whatever your views on on Ken Anderson's performance, or, or um, you know, obviously the the regime prior to that, 
the, the last four years has, has been a nightmare, hasn't it, really? You know, every, every game of football, really, in the background, you've got this black cloud of, of what's happening off-field. I, I, I just want to get back to the football, really, to be quite honest with you, Chris. You know, if the sales goes through, I, I just want to go to a football match and be able to watch it for the, for the game itself and, and not have that worry in the background. That, yeah, I, sure. I, I don't know. If, if, if we do have a cracking match and win it, it actually means something... On, in the match, and, and you're not worried. Well, we might have won this game, but you know we we might be out of existence in in a couple of weeks, so it might not be it might not be relevant. You, uh, you, you see what I'm saying? It's you, it's just sure. that whole horribleness in, in in the background. It's I mean we all football because we, we like football. They're our team, and and that's really why we turn up at the uh, the Reebok, isn't it? Really, or the University of Bolton Stadium, or whatever it's called nowadays. That's the um, one. That's yeah. The one. yeah, same question to you, Will. I mean, mm-hmm. time's time now, isn't it? I think we, we've got to all be of the same opinion and, and hope that, they, that there's no more shenanigans, there's no more funny business. Mm-hmm. Um, enough, enough's enough. I know we've used that, that tagline been used <laughs> here and there for, for many different reasons, but this has got to be it now, surely. This yeah. has got to be it. I don't think any of us could take any more of this... Uh, this rubbish every week. Yeah, I think I think that HMR probably HMRC have probably had enough of us as well by the sounds of it. So um, I, I, I think this next time will, will be you know the the end of the end. Hopefully, you know which, whichever way that is. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm hoping it's not not the latter and and, and the worst. Uh, you know outcome, but um, you know no. either way, I think it'll just be resolved for good. Hopefully, this time. Oh, good. I'm I'm pleased to hear your your confident uh, confident tone of voice when it comes to talking about that, Ian. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about football, if you don't mind. Only as a matter of which of you've uh, obviously you're not on the really <laughs> podcast too often, too often lately. What's been your view of the on-field uh, mess? We'll call it that to be polite. I mean, everyone else has kind of made their their opinions and their position plainly clear. But as someone that we don't hear from too often, where do you stand on all this uh, with Parkinson? Do you think he's got a future at the club? Do you think that we can look to to start again afresh with whoever this mystery man might be? Just give us your opinion on the on-field stuff, please. I'd be interested to hear it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, in regards to Parkey, I mean, anybody who's who's followed me on Twitter would would know that I've you know I've been uh, quite a big supporter of his. I, I think the, what he's had to deal with over the last three years has has been, you know, would push any manager really. I think mm. the way he's he's dealt with a lot of the stuff that's been going on has has been you know it's been very impressive. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he, he's employed. Um, to, to deliver results on, on, on the field, isn't he? Um, I mean, once again, you know, and I think in fairness, actually, I think um, the fans as a whole have been very patient with him because they, they do realise that at the end of the day, he's, he's not sure. on a level playing field. He, you know, he's, he's had no money to build a squad. Uh, um, he, he's, he's been very restricted in what he could do. Um, but unfortunately, you know, his playing style hasn't helped him. Um, there's been a number of... Um, Almost a stubborn streak, if, if, if you will, um, to, to the way that he's gone about, particularly this season. Um, how much do you think I, of I that's think... been forced upon him, though, Ian, by the circumstances, or how much do you think that's maybe his natural, natural style? I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of both. You know, um, mm. it, you would imagine that last summer, if he'd, I don't know, let, let's say he had five, six million pounds to play with, that we would be seeing a very different team this season than, than the. 
He's, he's been working in very much in the basement in, in, in the players that he brings in. And, and, you, and you can see that in a lot of the players, you know, have had um, either injury records or uh, significant periods of time where they've, they've not really been in, 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 a, you know, in, in, the, in the first team. They've yeah, they're here for a years. reason, aren't they? They're playing for us for uh, a particular reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. So, I, I personally, I mean, I hate to say it, times is, is time's up. I think... Um, if you know if this sale does go through, I, I would imagine that the new owner would would be making a clean sweep on on you know uh, on field as, as as well as off. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just something. In my opinion, it's, you know, it's something that's just needed. We we just need a fresh start, and and I do feel sorry for Parky, but the the reality is he's going to be one of the the casualties of of, of that um, new regime. It, it, you know, that, that, yeah, that, that's the way I see it. In, in uh, I don't think team, many people would disagree. Uh, so, so I just got to say, in regards to the team, uh, it's, it's been a bit of a surprise. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, we, we had some high hopes of, of some of the players, um, particularly Wild Short at the start of the season. We had that bit of a false dawn, didn't we? Uh, really, um, uh, you know, where we'd won a, won a few games. Uh, Powell was was just doing uh, wonders at, at right back. Um, everything seemed, you know, you think everybody was thinking, well, we're not. You know, realistically, we're not going to go uh, on a promotion run, but you know, we, we we seem to have a comfortable survival season ahead of us, and it's just not worked out, has it? You know, for for a, for a whole long no, of far from it's it. And and it's just been painful to watch. And um, the games, it's you almost sort of dreading to watch the matches now because um, of, of of the standard of football that's that's being displayed, really. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's definitely more of a chore, isn't it, at the moment, than it is a, a joy, which is completely the opposite to the way we all want it to be. Will, similar sort of thing to you. I know we, we speak regularly <laughs> about the state of play at Wanderers. Do you think that any sort of nervousness or uncertainty from what's happened today may further transmit to the playing, to the playing team and, and affect their on-field performance? Do you think that that's uh, a lost cause already, so we should maybe not, not worry so much about that and just just get this season out of the way now and just look forward to next, wherever that may be, in whatever form it may be. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both at the minute. You know, obviously it is a lost cause to, to an extent, but I think obviously off-the-field matters will always impact the, the, the squad to some extent. So, you, you mm. know, you've got to expect to see some sort of, uh, of unrest between that, between now and the next uh, the next court day because, you know, I think everyone's aware of what's going on and, and no matter how hard they try to ignore it, you know, it, it's obviously always going to to impact those those players in in some fashion. So um, yeah. you, you know, as much as it won't change things at this stage in in the season, um, you can probably expect us to not improve any <laughs> any further than no, than it'd, we, it'd, so. no. I think it would it would be difficult to to drop any lower, wouldn't it? You yeah, know, with better everyone involved. But let's just hope that it's the start of the the start of the end as far as this all this mess goes, and that we can the next time we convene for a podcast in in a week or so's time after the international break that we've got some positive news. Um, to, to discuss on that front. So, uh, lads, I am very grateful for your time tonight. It's been very interesting to hear what happens in these sort of situations. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm moderately envious, Will, of you, of both of you having the availability to go down and watch it. It's <laughs> been a fascinating, if at times terrifying experience to see what, yeah. what possibly could have happened. I mean, despite the well wishes of many supporters across the, across the globe looking at social media and what have you, the, the, I think that the peril and the threat was very much real today. Um just before we do go, was there ever a time for either that you thought it might have it might have been curtains? 
I think it was just when uh, when when the creditors started talking, particularly Macron, when when they were stating that the figure that they were owed, um, obviously they made a very strong case for themselves, and then obviously that was backed up by the other creditor. Um, but then I think as soon as you know Hillary sort of stepped in and, and you know so confidently and and came across so well, I think you know to, to an extent I almost felt safe. <laughs> so I got to give thanks <laughs> for that. So. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. That sounds like she's uh, sounds like she's played an absolute blinder. Uh, Ian, any advances on that before we before we call it tonight? Um, not really. Um, once we um, realised that the HMRC were, were on the back foot because they hadn't seen um, detail of, of the proposed sale, um, you know, in my opinion, it was only going to go one way. Uh, to be yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Fair dues. Fair dues. Right, that's absolutely brilliant, lads. And I know we're not the longest podcast tonight, but we're still we still covered quite a lot of ground, I think. There, so I'm I'm most grateful for your attendance tonight and for your assistance and for explaining things in such a straightforward fashion. It it's certainly not something that you expect to to hear about as football supporters, but I'm sure we've all gained an element of insight both tonight and from following uh, the pair of you online last few weeks to see exactly where we stand. So hopefully that coverage will continue until the day that this uh, this all comes to an end, one way or another. So, Will, um, before we go anywhere, I believe there's been a couple of notices on uh, on Twitter, a couple of questions uh, submitted by listeners. Yeah, if you want to put those to to Ian and Ian and discuss between yourselves. Of course, yeah. Obviously, it was speculated earlier on on Twitter following the uh, the, the the court case that um, the, there was a mystery bidder related to a Spanish side, potentially a deputy of uh, Mallorca, supposedly Stuart Holden's involved. Do we think that that's who? This mysterious buyer is. I blooming hope so. Yeah. <laughs> how, how fantastic would that be? Eh? Stu Olden return as, as the owner of the club. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be rubbish, isn't it? But um, I hope it's not. That, that, that would be fantastic. A nice thought, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, great. The only other serious one. I'll, I'll drop the uh, the funny one at the end. Um, Neil Smith says, do the creditors need to be paid by the 3rd of April or does a sale need to have been been completed only with bills to pay? Um, no, they were said of payment in full, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, I think it's all elements. So, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not all in. It's, it's, it's all paid up, done and dusted, mm-hmm. new owners, um, yeah. time to move on, you know, um, yeah. I wouldn't like to leave anything outstanding, you know, even, even personally, so... Um, I'm hoping that you know it'll all be done, you know, all in one rather than you know leaving bits out to dry and and, and potentially facing action for that. So um, yeah, and then the final sort of <laughs> comical one that we've got: um, you're facing oblivion. Who would you rather arrive to save you at the last minute, Captain Marvel or Hillary Stonefrost? Oh, <laughs> easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hillary, bless her. Well, what a great. he's been for Bolton Wanderers, eh? Yeah, no. Not all superheroes wear capes, we'll remember that. We, we wouldn't be... Uh, yeah, yeah, good point, yeah. yeah. Chris, Maybe uh, not all, all wearing wigs, but certainly capes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely brilliant. And, and on behalf of all Wanderers fans, I'm sure the, the, the gratitude will be evident across the entire social media spectrum tonight. Regardless of where we go in the situation, it's good to know that uh, the professionals fighting our corner are, 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 as, are as competent and know exactly what they're doing. And, and that goes for everybody involved. You know, it's one of those horrible situations, isn't it, that we nobody wants to be talking about. We all want to talk about the match. We all want to talk about football. And it seems like at the minute it, that's farthest from from all our minds. Um, right, brilliant. So on, on that basis, lads, I think we'll, we'll call it a night, if you don't mind. I think it's been an interesting discussion and hopefully the listeners find it the case too. So the Line of Innisfit podcast will return with episode 108, Will, if I'm right in thinking. It is, yes. Um, after, Q, after QPR, a week on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um 
obviously by that time we'll hopefully know what's what and and I guess if we do have some sort of significant developments we can always look to bring you an additional pod in between now and then so um, lads if you would uh, just like to let people know where they can find you on social media Ian over to you yeah I'm at um, at superwhitesmith on twitter fantastic Will you find me at wi1lj Excellent. And of course, you can find everyone's ramblings over at lineofgenesuite.com or the Twitter handle lineofgenesuite. So on that basis, I'll, I'll happily say goodbye, everyone. I've been Chris, so goodbye, Will. <laughs> goodbye, Will. Goodbye, Ian. Goodbye, Ian. And it, Will, I'm not doing this stupid sell of Easter, so you can do it. <laughs> and it's a goodbye from Chris on his behalf. So, like me.